for listening. Before we get started, I just want to remind you of our Instagram and Twitter accounts at Book Off Banter. And we've just got a Facebook account. You can find us and tag us on all your photos at Book Off Podcast. Please keep all your feedback coming. We love reading your comments and stories and we really need your questions. Um, today, we're going to do our Horsey Room 101s. We're going to talk about how negativity affects our lives and answer some more questions. But first, we're going to have a quick catch up on what we've been up to in the last two weeks. So Carla, what have you been doing? Uh, so last time I spoke to you guys, it was all a bit doom and gloom because Vince had thrown a splint and I was watching my whole season disappear and then the vet came and said yeah you can get back on he's looking great so I was full of joy got back on him and he was completely sound and then I then became ill so I was literally bed bound for two days so it's been like that and so so he's fine and he's well and I'm not however I did get back on him um yesterday and just for a hack on a Sunday morning and I tell you something it doesn't matter how much you set yourself a goal and you want to compete. Sometimes there's just no greater joy than just getting back on your horse and going for a hack on a Sunday morning. Yeah. It was just bliss. It was just heaven. Make you really so what about you? So um, I have been to a few shows. I actually was laughing because we went to a show on grass, which obviously for a show jump is like the horror of all horrors. Did you have to put studs in? I'm going to maybe whisper this because everyone's going to hate me, but I made my husband stud up. He's um, a dream. I feel like, well, I tell him, it's a man's job. It's like taking the bins out. Like so. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I sell that to him. So oh, yeah, it'd be like changing a light bulb. Exactly. It's the screwing me. Changing a plug. It's like that screwing maneuver <laughs> that they have to do. Yeah. It's that stuff that they're born knowing how to do. Exactly. So I'm really just letting him, letting him be in his manly role. Yeah, like, be a man. <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, so <laughs> we went and braved the grass and I got into the warm up and everyone is cantering around on the right rein, except one Told girl you. who's cantering <gasps> on the left rein. And I look and was I was wearing like, tweed. she was wearing tweed. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm not oh, your jumpers. I am warming up no. on both reins. God damn you. you I love that girl. Whoever she was, I want to give her a fist bump. Yeah. She's my new hero. She's my she actual hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had a funny moment. And then, I mean, I might as well just start talking about it now because I basically am pretty much stopping people in the street to tell them that I jumped my first ever fox hunter. Oh, I am you should be so proud. So excited because like it has just been the goal for like seven years and we've had so many setbacks and yeah. to actually do it honestly I was so so proud and the horse was amazing but he's such a good horse I'm so lucky and um, oh god I'm proud of you you're making me a bit emotional listening to you now honestly it was just I could have cried out because I was green before I went in yeah, so massive though isn't it yeah I really Fox felt huge so yeah I'm, I'm basically just telling every person that I meet so that's why we started a podcast so we can just basically brag <laughs> exactly let's just do yeah. I mean obviously I'm just bragging about the fact that I can breathe currently with a chest bad chest but you are doing pop centers you know let's brag actually I think I'm gonna get go any further printed with did you know so I, I was just about to say have you noticed my t-shirt yes so you know last week when you were talking about the cheat sheets 
Yes. So the last podcast, you were saying that us eventers are missing a trick with the show jumpers, that we should, we should embrace show jumping and have our names on everything. And this lovely person from Team Equestrian Shop, who does T-shirt printing and sweatshirts printing, I think she does a lot for the riding club and things like that, obviously heard the podcast and she thought Katie really you wanted to be a show jumper that's what she's thinking Carla needs (laughs) right now is something with her name on she's printed us these beautiful sweatshirts they're brilliantly done um and then she's put the muddy mayhem badge on the front obviously I'll have to describe because podcast you can't see yeah you can put uh, a picture on our Instagram Oh, that's a good idea that's really good idea so a muddy mayhem badge on the front and then on the back she's done them for the children and because I call the children children beasts, the children have got children beast one and children beast two on the back. They're absolutely fantastic. So we've got these sweatshirts, we've got t-shirts each. I love them. The kids love them. They've been wearing them constantly. And so I was very proud of them until I realized that she has actually messed something up for me. Because oh. we were saying as well on the last podcast that when our children were playing shithead next to Mary <laughs> King, I pretended I didn't know who they were. But she's and branded them. I can't them. do that, can I? Because we're all wearing ma- we're all wearing matching t-shirts with our names on. We're now going to get onto our room one hundred and one. I will kick it off with Martin Gales. Would go in my room one hundred and one. <gasps> Martin Gales. What have they ever done to you? Well, I really don't like cleaning them. Like, I don't like cleaning tack in general. But Martin Gales mm. are the worst things to clean and the bit that goes between the legs gets extra muddy and I really object to yeah, that. Yeah that does get really dirty. And I don't think that they look as nice like they break the horse up. I like what? the horse to, to not have tack in that middle bit. Be like oh god the dog's dreaming. <laughs> this is all I need. How unprofessional. I can't work in Which this condition. Which one is it? Is it Rupert? It's Rupert. Is it Rupert? Yeah. Rupert, shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, he's spoiling my Martin Gale thing, Rupert. Um, Get back so, in there. He was joining, he was agreeing with he you. He was. He was like, he Martin Gale's other word. Like so, yeah, so my trainer for a while kept saying to me, that one really could do the Martin Gale. And I was like, oh, really? She thought that I had like an objection to Martin Gales on humane grounds for the horse. And she was trying to explain to me, she's like, they're not, they're not bad for the horses, Katie. They're not harsh. Like they, you know, they're only coming to action when you need them. And I was like, oh no, no, I, it's nothing to do with that. I just don't like cleaning them. And I think they look prettier without them. And she was like, well, for God's sake, they're going around like giraffes. You've got no control. Stick a bloody Martin Gale on. <laughs> Which I did and then realised that actually, do you know what? They were a lot easier to slow down in yeah. So we, um, after where I wear a martingale pretty much on everything that I jump, a loose martingale. I but all my all my horses do, and I was always taught that a martingale is like a safety belt. So you shouldn't know it's there until you need it. Well that's kind and of that's how I was saying. always taught. And I, I basically do agree. Just clean it. It's really not hard. <laughs> Just suck it up and clean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With all the shit shoveling you do when you've got horses. And then you've got a kid as well. So there's like a lot of shit shoveling without that. And you're like, oh, just wiping those three straps of leather is just too much. <laughs> so am it's I not getting it much. in room 101? You're not. It's not going in. It's not going in because okay. no. It's Fair just three straps of leather. No, I can't, we can't let Martin girls go in. All right. Okay, what's yours? So my first one is, I feel like this might be a little bit controversial. Oh, God. Shaving whiskers. That's been in all the like, right. news and stuff, hasn't it? Well, before that, I'm, I'm on trend, I can assure you. Why, <laughs> and why do people still do it? I don't understand 
why people shave horses' whiskers. It just, you, you don't look at your cat, they go, oh, it looks better. But you don't like look at your cat and go, do you know what, Tiddles? I think you'd look so much better if I shaved your whiskers off. Or like your dog. No, he shaves the dog's whiskers. So it's like, oh, well, these horses, they're beautiful creatures, apart from those 12 hairs around yeah. their muzzle. That really <laughs> lets them down. Yeah, on an animal covered in hair, manes, tails, feathers, covered in hair, but those 12 hairs on their muzzle make them so ugly we must shave them off for the immediate effect and it's just I just so even taking out that because I know there's been quite a lot to do with horses using them like fingers what's been banned in several countries yay I should go and live there perhaps um, (laughs) because they talk about imagine you're packing everything up and you say it's just because of horse whisker politics come on we're off to Switzerland (laughs) those 12 hours are very important to me But um, before we even talk about them being like sensory and them using them like fingers or whatever they say now, I just think, I just can't get my head around why people just think it's so bad that the horses have got these whiskers. And I actually, I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of cobs, but you know, when they get those moustaches, I love that. Oh, you love cobs. I do. My dream is a done show cob. Like with all the feathers? No, all clipped. Obviously, I'd leave the whiskers on. Christ, well, yeah. I'm too scared to say anything else now. <laughs> I'd, be coming, I'd be coming around your house otherwise. Sticking them back on. See how you like it. Chopping so, my fingers off. Yeah, like step away from those clippers. Like I'm going to let you put that in because yeah. if that is true and if they do use them, then that's... And it's just been taken off for cosmetic reasons, then yeah. I agree. So my next one is rug guides oh god yeah i mean it enrages me honestly more than probably most other things in life it's like probably twice a year everywhere on facebook you cannot go on facebook without seeing like if it's this temperature then you have to use this rug and if it's and i'm like oh my god you morons what do you think that i do for the rest of the damn year yeah you leave me merrily to my own devices oh. Oh. all year that's fine I, oh she can rug it that's no trouble at all unless it's like september and then yeah. she can't yeah. work out what rug no, so we hard. have to tell her i mean we might live in london and we might have a highland pony but i know exactly the rug ah i want to literally rip my eyeballs out when i see would well, you know guides. why though what makes me laugh at these is these rug guides guess what who always makes them the companies that are selling the rugs but then they're being stupid as well so that still annoys me (laughs) because (laughs) they'll be like oh you only need one lightweight and I'm like well yes you might only need one lightweight in London with your Highland but I live pretty much on the borders and I've got completely different horses to that so actually no I bloody well don't it's in a 600 gram and stuff you (laughs) I have to I actually I do like I love rugging I love having them all having their different rugs and stuff. I don't use stable rugs per se. I just use turnout rugs. Yeah, I do. Um, and they, they live in the stables and those. And like you, and the worst one is, I think I have to kind of avoid certain Facebook groups and mm. chat groups and stuff because there's always that loaded question, what rugs are your horses wearing at the moment? And then it's like, and it's just like handbags who cares? Born, isn't it? Someone asks that question and then everyone like takes out their earrings and oh. steps into the ring. And I just think... There's always the one in there. It's like, it's all, it almost becomes like a competition. It's like, yeah. well, 
it's minus 30 degrees here and my horse is still fully clipped and it's <laughs> shivering in the field but look how good i look on facebook i'm like sod <laughs> off i've got six horses and not one of the buggers wear the same rugs like no, so no. how are you gonna tell me what your horse is wearing and think it makes any difference to me and actually i know it might come as a bloody shock to you but I don't wake up in the morning and think, I know how I'm going to really make my horse's day shit. I'm going to sweat the arse off it today just yeah. to punish it. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I could go on for hours yeah. about this. I'm going to have to stop myself because it really, really... Yeah, I can, I'm, I'm kind of feeling this a little bit. It's scaring me, if I'm <laughs> yeah. honest. I'm like, I like rugging and I'm a little bit frightened that I'm never going to ask you about rugging. So I think rug guides, most definitely, because I'm with you on that one. Get them in there. Get them in that room. They're gone. Let's go. Okay, so my one. It's not actually, it's kind of semi-horsey. When you have to unexpectedly give a lift to someone and you own horses, right. that shame. <laughs> no, come on. The shame that you feel, you're like cleaning out the footwell, mucking out the footwell. There's like a rug, a bridle. You're like chucking it into the back. And there's like half a bed of straw down there, a bit of mud, maybe a pair of wellies, something that I don't know might have been a bridal once, might have been a martingale that you forgot to clean. <laughs> <laughs> something that might be some carrots, I'm not sure. And these people are waiting to get in your car and you're like just shif- shifting all this stuff into the back, which isn't much better. That's still got some stuff. Maybe like there's some animals that have died in the back there because you just didn't know because there's all this crap. So basically, for every horse owner, they drive around in what is best described as a stable on wheels. Which is so practical. Well, because should there ever be a loose horse, you could catch well, you know it, why I eat it, people, rug it. <laughs> yeah, I always say to people, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, I'll be the one laughing. They'll be there <laughs> with their clean cars, like because there might not be any food or anything, and they'll be all cold. I'll be, they'll be there like chewing on their like air freshener, whatever that keeps their car smelling nice and not a horse poo. And we'll try to eat on that. I've probably got a meal. I mean, it will probably be slightly gone off but it would there'd be some coarse mix down there there'd be some pony nut i could i could probably survive a lot longer than somebody with a clean car and like you say loose horse step this way i've got a head collar i've got a dirty martingale feeling a bit cold wrap yourself up in one of these spare horse rugs i've got i have got it all i'm not ashamed of the fact that my car plus i also have to carry children around in it and they have their own filth so i think that my car has served two purposes so when my children were very small it increased their immunity if they could survive this car they could survive anything so you know i've produced very healthy healthy children from the fact that they've driven around in my car and secondly i'm pretty much prepared for all eventualities with all the muck and rubbish that's in there so i am saying that giving unexpected lift in my car is should go in room 101 give me at least 10 to 15 minutes warning so that i can at least clear the stuff off the passenger seat into the back of the car so you can get in and don't whinge don't whinge about the smell actually oh. i don't have loads of horsey stuff in my car shut up how do you do that well what do i need to put in my car ever i don't know either how i do this but somehow <laughs> it all just i don't know how it happens but it just happens i think it's i might be in the minority but I, I haven't got a tidy car like i don't want to pretend that i'm tidy but my car is full of like jam sandwiches that have gone moldy and you know wet wipes obviously thousands of packets of yeah. wet wipes and wellies and underpants and obviously my child's not anybody else's <laughs> not your husband <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> i don't just take people's just underpants and keep them like 
go, this has moved on ever so slightly from the first podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not going that way. Don't worry. <laughs> no. So I you've got know. a tidy car? No, no, I don't have no. a horsey car at all. The most so you can find never... is a few little bits of shavings in the boot. I am struggling with this. That Okay, you've got a tidy car, but it hasn't got horse stuff in it. No, I'm not letting you have it. I'm, I'm, oh. I think I'm a little bit spiteful still from the Martin Gill shenanigans, so I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, so I'll my last it. one is horse adverts. And this is for a few reasons. I hate the horse adverts that make me feel sorry for the horse. You know, like, I've got this horse and it's lived with me its whole life and it's evented up to four star and it's taught my children to ride and now it's like... 35 and I want to rehome it I hate those ones because I want to rehome them all I don't I want to go down and find that person that's put that horse up in the advert and possibly give them do harm to them I won't say I I was gonna I was gonna say something really bad and then I thought I suddenly remembered that isn't just us talking now (laughs) going out there and I was gonna I'm not gonna say what I want to do to them but I don't because that it absolutely boils me I cannot bear that. And then my husband has to listen to me like, well, what's another one when we've got this many? And he's like, "Uh, Katie, that'll do. So I really hate that because I just feel really sad for the horses. Oh, it's awful, isn't it? Like the same, I hate the ones where you've got a two-year-old and it's being like ridden and driven and... And I'm like, oh Christ! Now I'm gonna to have to rescue that as well. So now I've got well, there we go. All now the you've got another two, another yeah. I've got the, all the old ones. ones, and I also hate the fact that a lot of the adverts. I actually wonder if the people who are advertising the horses have got any grasp of horses at all. Like the adverts don't make any sense. None of the horse words are spelled like a horse word. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I just can kind you spell of, Martingale? Oh, I can spell it, but I don't want Sorry. to. I should, I should leave this now, shouldn't I? Let's yeah, you Martingale should. Behind. I know. Um, and just the things they say about the horse, you know, the way they advertise it, like they've got, they haven't bothered with its age, its height. And you think, well, Jesus, like what, what are you giving me to work with here? Am I just coming for the crack? Yeah. So I hate all those, but I also oh, my hate... my favourite one is, first to see will buy. Well, yeah. I almost. Do you know what? I want to go. Go just not <laughs> so to buy it. <laughs> I'm like you, cocky bugger. Let me take you down. Oh, you haven't met me yet. Do you know what I mean? So yes, but, yeah, I hate all First those seat, ones. Yeah, I like that. Also, I yeah. hate the really nice ones because then I'm like, oh, look how good that is, and they say mm. that it's anybody's ride would carry anyone round with 140, and I'm like, oh. Oh, or maybe go. I'd be like John Whitaker if I was sat astride that yeah. horse. Yeah. And then I get like delusions of grandeur. Obviously, I've done this in the past. And this is how I ended up with one of my horses that I thought, oh, if I get that horse, I'll, it'll carry me around. And clearly the horse was like, I can't carry you around, you numpty. Yeah. Um, and when I'm having to like go back and start it from scratch. I do look at ones that are really, really nice. Um, they pop up occasionally on the eventing pages. And I often think to myself, a little bit like you, I go, oh God, look at this one. It's gone three star and it just, oh, I could easily just do, well, it's two star now. I could easily just go around my two star on this. Mm-hmm. And then I think to myself, no, a bit like similar to you, because this is me riding a horse. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we've proven quite badly that if I can get something wrong, I will. So, but yeah, I do like looking at the advert with their nice horses. I don't like the ones that you talked about before, the old horses where they're looking for 
new home, free to good home makes me want to pull out my own eyeballs because it just, oh, it makes me so sick. So can Um, we just agree that all horse adverts are depressing? Because you either feel sorry for them or you can't afford them. Can I add another one in there? Yes. POA. Price on application. Why? Why did I not even think of that? That annoys the shit out of me. And actually, I'll tell you a story because that stitched me up royally about that same horse I was just talking about because that was a POA horse. And I thought that's going to be a fortune. I just watched the video and I don't know why, but there was something about this horse. And I was like, I think that horse is like everything I've ever wanted in a horse. I just loved it. And I couldn't let it go. I couldn't, we weren't looking for a horse, of course. No, Um, of course not. um, I couldn't let it drop. And I thought, look, just to put my mind at rest, I will email him and I'll ask him how much money it is and then I'll know that I can't afford it. Mm. And it was like much less than I thought it would be. And so then obviously there was reasons for that, which I'm now uncovering. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Damn things are schizophrenic. So then I said to my husband, well, I mean, I think he's a bargain. Like bargain. We really, we can't afford to not go and look at him. There we go. This is the one, isn't it? And my husband was like, but we also can't afford to go and look at him. But obviously I forced him. Well, you got, you obviously bought him, didn't you? So it worked out all right for you. What? Mm, it, it, no, it did. But I, I do, to, I totally agree POA. It, that was a fluke story. But Just put a price on. Just put yes, a price on. Because at some point you are going to have to tell the person so it yeah, makes me think, exactly. are you going to wait and see what car I pull up in? And then be yeah. like, ah. Yeah. Oh, we'll stick 10 grand on this. Exactly. Or, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I just don't, I literally don't get it because nothing would piss me off more than having a million people ring me and go, how much is it? So can we put that in? Yes, 100%. Put yes. it straight in. Okay, my last one, electric fencing. Okay. I've got reasons for this. So electric fencing is you think it's going to make your life easier. And it basically robs you of months and months of your life (laughs) that you're never, ever, ever going to get back. So for a start, you'll get there and you decide that you need to set up this electric fencing. And no matter how you put it away, it will be tangled into just like a massive knot when you come to it. So you'll spend hours just untangling it, setting it all up. At some point, you'll need to move this electric fencing and doesn't follow any laws of physics when you try and move <laughs> electric fencing and it just goes in really weird shapes bits go tight you have to start moving posts you go home your children have left home because it's been that long <laughs> There's, your husband's been married it, it's all gone it's all gone wrong just because you've been moving some electric fencing then you put a battery on it or electric but there's always one bastard horse that doesn't care yeah. how much voltage you are putting through that fencing he's going through it or she's going through it or over it. Vince, Vince likes to go over it or under it. Yeah. They're going to the other side. So you spend ages doing all this fencing. It still doesn't keep the buggers in. Then, and this is my final reason for it. I had an incident this week. So I've got some electric fencing <laughs> and I thought, I'll just quickly go and check my horses and didn't switch the electric fencing off, but it gets worse. It wasn't my hand that touched the electric fencing. <laughs> I swung, I swung. <laughs> my leg over the electric fencing <laughs> and straddled it oh I my god don't because it's still quite painful to think about i got a shock i know one needs a shock quite frankly. 
I just screamed and I somehow managed to get my other leg free and then I fell onto the floor and just kind of sobbed for a bit and it honestly I think I'm emotionally scarred I think I'm emotionally scarred by, and other physically scarred possibly but it, it was awful it was and why don't the buggers just stay on one side of it they obviously why don't shot you stay on one there. side of it but I don't know what I was thinking I just why didn't I switch it off it was one of those moments where you know you think I've made a very bad life choice <laughs> was a really really shit life choice and just a top tip for you all out there people don't do that it was i'm feeling a bit trauma traumatized by it so i had to drink a gin i had to go inside <laughs> and have a gin what, the horses were all watching going yeah i've been there i've done that <laughs> yeah no sympathy i wasn't gonna let you put it in because it's useful oh. but you know what i mean nobody needs a shock to the fairy do they <laughs> I think it's got to go in for safety. Oh, for safety reasons, get that electric fence in. Okay. So we want to talk to you next about negativity in the horse world. And I suppose a little bit, we kind of touched on it with the rug guide. It's that persecution, that feeling when you go onto a livery yard that you're going to be waterboarded if you make the wrong choice. Like I genuinely think some of the people at livery yards could have extracted information from Bin Laden. They are oh. vicious. <laughs> um, oh my God, they're, they're vile places. They can be really vile places, can't they, livery yards? I mean, yard. I'm super lucky now, like we've got our own place, but I spent a long, long time in livery yards. And when I was mm. quite young and my mum wasn't horsey, so I was on my own. And like grown mm. women would scream, would shout. And I've got so many, re I've got many good memories, but so many mm. really, really awful memories of those places. You can just find some really nasty people who kind of forget that we're all supposed to just have a horse to have a nice time. And that's your pleasure. And now mm. the problem is, you also get that online as well. So it's like, oh. it's coming at you from all angles in the horse world. I yeah, mean, yeah. I get it's like that everywhere in life, but it's hard, isn't it, to to not let other people's thoughts affect you and bring you down and let it shape the decisions that you make. And it's hard I agree. to kind of stay strong and, and true in what you believe. And I had a really the most mild, mild thing on my um, Facebook blog where a woman had commented on one of my horses. And it, was, I, it wasn't a really awful comment, but it was a bit of an unnecessary comment. It wasn't yeah. relevant at all. And I kind of just, I did write a really brutal response and then just deleted it before I posted it. Because yeah, I thought, yeah. look, you know, what's the point? Like, what are you going to achieve? Yeah, what, why don't engage, yeah. But actually what really cheered me up and made me smile is that I got um, a message from two of my friends who'd read it and said like who the fuck's she like yeah yeah what she nice what she knew about back, the horse isn't it? and they had like yeah they were so angry on my behalf and it actually ended up turning into such a positive thing because I thought yeah I'm so lucky that I've got people that are furious about what is really quite a trivial comment and so I think it's trying sometimes isn't it to look for the good in the bad if you can yeah so I think we can't really avoid the elephant in the room which was <laughs> um, the elephant in the room which was what we best described as the, the great podcast meltdown 
uh, when you approached me about doing this podcast, I was really excited about it. And then the realism of it kicked in. And when I heard it, I suddenly felt really negative. And more than that, I was really worried about how it was going to be perceived and how I was going to be perceived. And I have had a little bit of experience of people being quite negative with me and some of my ideas. Um, I have somebody who I think is a wonderful friend and I love it a bit. But every time I have any sort of idea and I say to her, well, what do you think about me doing this? It won't work. It's crap. <laughs> and, I, you know, and I kind of feel like I've let those sorts of reactions to my ideas shape me a little bit. So then it gets to something like what we wanted to do, which was pretty, you know, we were putting ourselves out there with the podcast. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all those little knocks, your confidence suddenly just shatters it, doesn't it? Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't do this. So um, and I basically, um, you, you know, I got to the point where I said that I didn't want to carry on with it. And that I, you know, we, we, end, we ended up fashioning it out. <laughs> and then obviously I then, <laughs> hence why we're still here. And then we went, I went on to Instagram and I did an Instagram story. And I was just trying to explain the situation, just asking people just to listen to it and to, you know, to give it a chance. And, and I kept fucking crying. <laughs> Yeah. And the worst of it is, I'm a really ugly crier. So even <laughs> when I stopped crying and like calmed myself down, when I went back to do the story to ask people to watch the podcast again, I just looked really bad, even with a filter. I looked really rough. <laughs> so there was no escaping. But at one point, there was possibly a little bit of snot. I don't know. It was, I just got to say, so just put the story out there. Yeah. And people were absolutely lovely. Yeah. And like, where your friends, um, they supported you. I must have had. Oh, so many messages lots of people thanking me which was really surprising lots of yeah. people saying thank you for showing us that you were a bit worried and that you you're not confident I think because as a person I come across as really loud and yeah. I come across as confident people think I've got more confidence than I have and I think that showing people that actually I I get as scared as anybody else yeah means that they appreciated that and they were really uh, really really kind nice comments and it made me feel a lot better it made me think well actually you know what people want me to do okay most people don't want to see another person fail yeah and that's I think that's what you've got to carry most of the time with you there are some people that we call, I call them dementors you know like from Harry Potter they yeah. suck all the happiness out of the world Everyone knows somebody like that or a fun sponge is the other one. They're always down and they always look on the bad side of everything. But most people are the same as you, me. We all are just, we all struggle with stuff and we're all a little bit shaky on stuff. And we want to see other people do well. Yeah. And it's not like suddenly, for example, our podcast failed or if I'm out competing and I get eliminated. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden the stuff that they're doing is going to become really good yeah it's not it's not success isn't a cake there isn't only so many slices yeah so for a long 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 time newcomers was my aim and anytime anybody else would start jumping newcomers I would if I'm honest I would never have been mean about them or slagged them off or anything but inside I was like great so they're yeah and I had to kind of tell myself but that doesn't mean you can't do it they're not stopping Mm. you doing it my shit riding was stopping me doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's Not their better yeah. riding, but it was really hard to watch other people who yeah, had been jumping the same as me then step to where I wanted to be. Mm. I really found that hard. But it's it's stopping yourself from crossing over that line to then like trolling them online, isn't it? Or being yeah, yeah. at the delivery yard. 
yeah having a chat with you and I was saying about you know I was a bit jealous I was like I looked for your Facebook page and stuff and I was seeing all the things that you've got I'm thinking oh I want what they've got I want what they've got you fail to appreciate what you've got yeah so you make yourself negative because yeah. you're going oh well I haven't got what they've got I, I'm not achieving what they're I'm not jumping newcomers I'm not I'm not going two star this year I'm not doing this I'm not doing that and so instead of going all right I'm not doing two star this year but I went out and I've done two novices really well this year which last year I never would have dreamt I would have done do you know yeah. I'm jump you know show jumping better than ever and so instead of thinking all the positive stuff that I was doing if you start comparing yourself to what other people are doing you you make yourself negative sometimes don't you yeah definitely so and, like uh, and it's hard to get the only that. thing that has made me step up is acknowledging that the problem was 100% my riding. It wasn't my horses. Yeah. It was the yeah. way my horses were being trained and it was my bad riding. You know, it didn't matter. I could have slagged everyone else off until I was blue in the face. It would have got me absolutely nowhere. And horses are, at the end of the day, massive fucking ruiners. Oh, I mean, aren't they? they if they, if they can put a spanner ever. in the works somewhere, they will, won't they? Yeah, so oh, I did a load of, a lot of running. And a um, girl that I trained with when I was doing my running, she was a triathlete. And she was saying, well, the first time she did a triathlon, she felt almost embarrassed because it was all very American. And it was all very, whoa, yay, way to go. Yeah, yeah wow, you're amazing. You're doing great. And she said, oh, God, it was almost really cringy. But then it's almost like, I think that's great that they're being so celebrating yeah. even the small successes that people have. Because I don't think we do that enough in the horse world. No. I think that there's like, if you, for example, jump a round of jumps, what's the first thing you tell people? How did it get on? I had one down. You yeah. don't talk about the eight that you jumped clear. Yeah, I had one down. Shame. It might have been the most beautiful round in the world. If you touch the pole, that's the first thing you tell people. You know, and I did write something about this because it, it's so often in the horse world, we, ju- we tend to bring it down ourselves. Yeah. We tend to dwell on the negative. You know, you can have the best day out and then suddenly decide that because, you know, make one mistake on a cross-country course and you're like, oh, damn, I, I got a 20. And, but really, you probably rode better than you've ridden for ages. You may have learned loads from the course. So sometimes we're not very good in the horse world at, putting a positive spin on stuff but do you we think do a dwell. little bit we do that to almost get the get it in before someone else does because yeah, as a sport we're so used to often not to your face but you will then hear it second hand which is always worse like you know such and yeah. such said that you did this but you kind of think well I'm just gonna I'm gonna get in there and I'm gonna say it even worse than you could ever say it about me uh yeah I guess so I think because we've got this slightly negative attitude like it rolls over from livery yard to the competing I think that because there is that there is that aspect and you can't avoid it um that like you say we, I think we do get in there first and it's sad I think we need to be more like triathletes we need to yeah. do more fist bumping more cheering people on you know more accepting that just because somebody else is doing well isn't the reason why you're not doing well yeah. and likewise if you are doing well you can celebrate it and you can be happy about it you know, yeah. I think that's another thing we don't do very well. So I think that maybe we need to just be a bit kinder to each other and ourselves. I think that would that would help amazingly. I think as well, sometimes you don't really know what to do, you know, like if someone's had a bad round. Like sometimes I'll watch people and I think because I've had so many bad rounds. Yeah. So many. 
and like I get really sad you know if I think oh that horse was really dirty to do that to you or you, yeah you know, oh, that's awful isn't it like, you want to go over and say that's happened to me so many times but then sometimes you feel like are you just rubbing salt in the wound or are you just making it worse and I do just oh, agree I, just you know as what? a sport I, need to be kinder to each other I do tend to go over and say something oh, I haven't thought about maybe I am rubbing salt in people's wounds <laughs> I haven't <laughs> thought about that but like if somebody has made you know something's happened and I can relate to it I'm not ashamed to say to somebody oh god I you know oh bloody hell I know where you've been with that because I've been there too or you know or, you know if someone's got a shit dressage score just to say oh god it's only dressage come on you know if they've played skittles with every show jumping fence but they've managed to get through without having to um do what we call a compulsory retirement it's like, yeah you can still go cross country boom do you know yeah. what i mean so I, I do have a bit of a tendency i do try to and i think maybe yeah maybe i am i've been so in there <laughs> oh god they're hating me now like, going look at her being yeah. horrible. <laughs> maybe no, i think <laughs> always probably better than mine because sometimes you do just want someone don't you to come up and go that was a nightmare but I've been there and it's gonna get yeah that's really nice it's nice when people do that isn't it it's nice when people just understand and you know I think that if we like you say just be a bit kinder to each other it it, there's no harm in it is there yeah like at the last show um when I came out one of the the guys who runs the show and said to me because I'd made a mistake coming into a combination and I, he said that was a brilliant round. And I said, Yeah, I made a mistake. Obviously, yeah, I made a mistake in the combination. He said, yeah, there we go. He said, But you came around that second time and you were so determined and you did it. That was fantastic. Yeah. And when I went away, I said to Ben, Oh, he was so kind to me. He was really <laughs> nice to me. Like, I mean, really, why would it world, it doesn't it? Me? Like, you know what I mean? But, but it's so rare, I think, in the horse world. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a tough sport anyway. And I just think, we need to probably be a, a bit more of a team. Let's be a bit more triathlete. Let's be a bit more yes. fist bumping, cheering each other on. And, <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't matter. To start off with, it will feel a bit odd because it's something new. And yes. it'll be a bit, oh, I don't like this. But then it will become more natural. When um, I ran my first marathon and I ran in London, everyone said to put your name on your T-shirt. I was like, why do you do that? Like, oh, we wait and see. And you put your name on your shirt. And basically, the crowds that are there watching, and they're watching you, they aren't talking about your technique, they aren't talking about how fast you go, they're not talking about the size of your thighs, they're not talking about any of that stuff, they're basically there cheering, and they're cheering you by your name, and these are complete strangers. So can I just quickly say here, are you saying that you should have your name on stuff? No. (laughs) I have now. I've got it now on my sweatshirt. I don't know, but what I'm saying is, is like if complete strangers can go and watch people run a marathon and have nothing in common with that person, just watching them run and yeah. cheer them on and egg them onto the finish line, surely as horse owners and fellow horse owners who understand how difficult having horses is, we can do that for each other. Yeah. It's I not hard, is it? Yeah, I love that. I agree with that. I think we've all got to remember when it went rubbish for us. Yes. And yes. be the one who cheers someone up when it's going rubbish for them. Yeah. And online, Definitely. I think if someone writes something nasty, I think there's no point in writing anything nasty back. But sometimes maybe a nice comment underneath, just saying like, yeah. oh, well, I think it looks like this. Yeah. Or maybe it's this. Or And yeah, just try and get a bit more positivity. The comments I always think with online comments is, if you wouldn't say it to their face, don't say it online. Yeah, it's really that simple because so many people are brave when they sat behind a keyboard. 
Yeah. But they, would, they wouldn't say it to someone's face, would they? There's not a chance they would. And I so think I remembering think... that the people who are behind a keyboard, people like, say, you, who would come across as someone who wouldn't be affected, and people think, oh, well, she won't care if I write this, and it won't actually affect her. Everyone is hurt by yeah. things that they read or hear about themselves. Absolutely. And even if it, like, say, with me, with that negative comment, it actually ended up as a massive positive. But still, yeah. when you first read it, you're like, oh. Yeah, I know. Why do we actually need to do that? I, don't, I really don't get it. I don't understand the, the need to tear each other down. It's just, I don't know. I try, I try not to. I probably do, but I try not to do it. And, when you're rubbing um, salt it, in the wound. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm really doubting myself. Like, there was me thinking I was being this lovely, positive person going, oh, I'm really sorry. Never mind. I did that. And they're going, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, we all know you've done it because you can't ride for toffee. Don't compare me to you. I'm putting the other pole down. We've seen you show just It's quite scary. <laughs> it's quite scary quite frankly so don't, you know that's so they're walking away like that i'm thinking i'm being all positive and nice oh i'm never gonna go to a show again i don't think at this way <laughs> basically me trying to spread positivity i've just made you feel really crap about yourself yeah well done no you haven't i'm rocking take more than that <laughs> yeah take I'm more than that it takes to uh, bring me down i think all right so are we going okay. to move on to some questions? Questions, which we got from followers, which was the first one. It's a little bit of um, young language here, which maybe I don't understand because I'm too old. What song gives you the feels? And by that, I'm guessing that's kind of, it makes you a bit emotional and a bit, it's the song that you love. So what song for you? Okay, can I cheat and have three if I'm really fast? <gasps> oh, I don't know. I don't know. For three really are, different reasons. Okay. okay, so my first one is these are really wide arrange, like range of songs. Oh God, I have really bad music taste. So the first one is DJ Sammy Heaven. What the? <laughs> because okay. I had, you know, your horse of a lifetime. Everyone else right. hated him, but he was my horse of a lifetime. And I really remember galloping along the beach and that song playing. And I will, oh. every single time I hear that song, I smile. And it just like gives me goosebumps. Mm. Um, and then the other two are not horsey, so I'll just do them quick. Aeroplane by B.O.B. Because that wasn't our wedding song, but it seemed to always be playing when I was getting ready for the yeah, wedding. Yeah. And so it just always reminded me. And when Henry was born, Hall of Fame, that played one time and it just made me cry. Hall of Fame? Who's that by? Um, by the script. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. And it like made me feel so emotional. And now, again, when I hear that song, I think of Henry. So I've squeezed Aww. three in. So my, I'm only going to have two. Okay. So I'm, I was only going to have one because you had three. I've quickly added another one in. <laughs> one of them is Miley Cyrus, The Climb. <gasps> I like I'm, that I'm, song. It's amazing. Isn't yes. It? And um, I always, I just when you listen to the words and stuff, I think it's really really poignant particularly if you're out competing because you know if you get too fixated on results etc but sometimes just actually going out to shows and enjoying what you're doing is really good and um when i i had a bit of a period of time back in 2017 when i the first time i attempted to step up to novice and i was really starting to doubt whether it was ever ever going to happen and i was really really wobbling it came on it just I was I had a 
playlist playing and it was selecting from Spotify and it just came on and I just my husband came in and I was just like I think I was hooping at the time I was hooping and crying (laughs) what on earth is wrong with you I was like have you listened to the words from this song he was like it's Miley Cyrus why would I listen to the words from this song I was a little bit of an emotional wreck and but ever since then I always listen to it and then my next song is one Day Like This by Elbow. I don't think I know that. You should listen to it. It's okay. absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And it's my little song where I listen to it and, oh, this is going to sound really crazy now. I always kind of think, if they made a film of my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, we're like, you have your very dramatic moment. That yeah. is what the soundtrack to that would be. I mean, obviously, if they made a film of my life, it would be more like a cartoon at the moment. But yeah, I love that song. It's an absolutely beautiful song. And yeah, you listen to it for me. And okay. you will like it. So it's Elbow, One Day Like This. It's the soundtrack to my to the film. Okay. They're gonna make, they're have you got, make have you got a leading lady? I actually went to a do on Saturday night and there was a photo booth there. Yeah. And there was like this, these joke wigs. And I put one on and I took a photo of it and I put it on my Instagram. And everyone was saying I looked a bit like Tina Turner. So maybe, maybe Tina Turner or Pat Sharp. <laughs> okay. I'd like to think it'd be somebody different, like somebody very beautiful, but we've got to be realistic here, Katie. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up being Tina Turner. Or Pat Sharp. Or Pat Sharp. Whoever's available. Pat Sharp. Pat Sharp will be cheaper, so I should imagine it'll be <laughs> Pat Sharp. I await its release. <laughs> maybe, maybe just a YouTube video, perhaps. I don't know. So that's quite, oh no, next question, sorry. And it says, what is your greatest riding achievement to date? Um, I am a bit of a Debbie Downer. I'm probably never happy. I always would look at the negative. But I actually, do you know what? I was really proud of doing the Fox. So I might say that. I would say that. That's an amazing achievement. I think probably that. Usually though, I think it's not, for me, it's not a moment. It's you know, sometimes if you've worked and worked and worked on a horse and then it just suddenly starts to yeah. fall into place and you're yeah. proud of what you have done. It's not been a moment. It's been a long, long slog and you just start to think, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've got somewhere. This was worth it. I quite like that. I like changing things about horses. I get a lot from that, probably more than even competing. Oh, really? Yeah. Mine was the... But it was in 2017 and I'd um, stepped up to novice and my first novice, I'd got eliminated. I'd got round one just with a stop and then it, just little things kept going wrong. And so I was listening to Miley Cyrus, the climb and crying <laughs> when I did my hoovering. And I was really, really starting to doubt whether this crazy dream I'd ever had of doing one star, now two star, because FEI have relabeled them. But I was just really, I mean, and this is a dream I've had since I was a kid, you know, since yeah. I was like sort of nine years old. I saw somebody in top hat and tails. I looked up, not on the internet because I'm that old, but I found out what the first level was. I could wear a top hat and tails at eventing. And I, I wasn't from a horsey family and I'd set my heart on doing that. So obviously I need to be going around novices, stepped up to novice and it just really wasn't happening at the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. And my last event of the year was the novice at Osby. And I kind of went into it almost expecting the worst talking about negativity I was just like you know what I'm kind of done with this now I don't think I'm good enough 
it doesn't matter and all week I'd sort of convinced myself I wasn't even going to go I was like well there's no point I'm not I'm not good enough for this and then on I had to get up because my lorry's so slow I had to actually leave at 10 to 3 in the morning they gave me really early time so 10 to 3 and I got to Osby and no one that I would normally know was there I was completely on my own didn't take my dogs didn't take my kids and it was an okay day up until that point when my dressage was okay. I had one down in the show jumping. And then we went cross country and there were just certain moments on a horse, aren't there? And it just suddenly came together yeah. and he he was absolutely on it. And after about the third fence, I suddenly thought, do you know what? I'm loving this. This is just where I want to be. This is absolutely great. And I was enjoying it. He was enjoying it. And we were just having this absolutely great round. And before I knew it, we jumped. We were coming up to the last fence and we jumped this last fence and yeah we jumped our first clear at novice and I was so happy I was like you know when like um, a jockey finishes the race and they've got their hands in the air and they're like cheer yeah. I was like that over the finish line no fucks given I did not yeah. care everyone was like staring like what is she like I was like I couldn't believe I'd done it and it was just such a moment crossing that line and then when I went to the photographer and we were looking at the photos and they'd captured they'd had somebody at the line and they captured this moment of me going over the line with my arms in the air and the woman said do you know something because I said I told her this story I didn't think this was ever gonna happen I've just jumped to clear and she gave me the picture for free she said do you know something you you deserve that picture because you know you've kept going even when you didn't think you were going to and yeah I was so proud and I would say that that is my greatest achievement that when it all went it was all going a bit wrong but I still kept yeah. going and I did it and sometimes that's when it's hard it's... isn't it to not keep on the spiral to actually be able to yeah pull yourself back up and you went there like you meant it yeah make it happen but, and that the woman with the photo that's kind of like what we were saying isn't it like it's just something really nice and it meant so much to you yeah yeah it was it was my favorite it's still because my she obviously realized how important that moment was for you and it was I know yeah that's yeah, it was lovely all right, so we're now moving on to wanker of the week. Do you want to go first or shall I? Okay, I'll go first. So I had a bit of a day. My son is doing his piano exam and I said, I actually phoned you up about this, didn't I? Because I couldn't yes. believe this was going on. So I said, I, I must have said to him about three times, are you ready for this exam? Are you ready for this exam? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready for this exam. I'm ready for this exam. Because he's 14. So he's like, yeah, I'm ready for this exam. Because I am. Stop telling me what to do. I'm ready for the exam. <laughs> so I um, kept saying to him, have you got your books for the exam? Yeah, I've got my books for the exam. I'm ready for the exam. And um, I don't know why. He doesn't talk. But that's all. <laughs> but you've assigned that to him so we'll go with it but that's now how he talks anyway dropped him off in the morning to go to school opened his door got out and he went oh no like what forgot my books I'm not ready for my exam (laughs) so I was supposed to be at work so I was like oh I don't believe you've done this to me well I'll see what I can do we'll have to get you these books so he's like crying because he I was angry I was like anyway drove to drop the youngest one off to school get him to school and everyone's walking into school and they're not wearing their school uniform and he's in his school uniform I was like oh I don't believe this so I'd basically turn him up in his school uniform when he wasn't supposed to wear it so then he starts crying (laughs) and he refused to go to school because he wasn't everyone will laugh at me so um basically I was supposed to be at work and I didn't get to go to work for an hour and a half because I had to take the youngest one to Sainsbury's and spend £30 <laughs> on an outfit so that he could go to school in not school uniform. And then I had to go and drive and pick up these books for the eldest one. So quite frankly, for the fact that for pure disorganisation and the fact that I'm going to just take wanker of the week, I think. 
I even phoned you up, didn't I? You did, and you said you tried to bribe him to go into I school. Did. I offered Oscar, the youngest one, five pounds. I said, I'll buy, I'll give you five pounds if you go to school in your school uniform today. <laughs> I don't care about the money. And they play this game called Fortnite. I was going, what about the V-Bucks? Because I think they, they buy this out there. And he was like, no, I need, I need my own clothes. So, oh, I can't believe it. So yeah, the bribery didn't work either. Yeah, it's the best story though. It gave me a good day. <laughs> oh, no, it didn't me. I was I was traumatized. I was like, oh, here we go. Failing at adulting again. <laughs> I think all the other mums at the school, they just they like having me around because I make them look like they've got their shit together. <laughs> no matter how badly they go, oh, there's Carla. She's forgotten it's not uniform day again. So yeah. You see, you time. need I've got a friend who she calls herself my responsible adult. Because she basically manages my life for me because she knows that I'm incapable. Get oh, yourself a responsible adult. I need a PA, don't I? I need something. Yeah, you can't share mine. Well, actually, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm keeping her under close wraps. <laughs> She's okay. too good. Okay, so mine actually involves her because she sent me a message. So she is down to do the Great North Run. And, mm-hmm. well, she was down last year and she deferred. And then she sent me a message saying, does Ben, my husband, does he want to do the Great North Run? And he really did. So I said, oh, yeah, he does. And then I said, are you doing it still? And she said, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Do you want to do it? And so I, I looked at Ben and I said, can I do that? And he said, yeah, you can do that. And I was like, what, in nine weeks, train for a half marathon? And he was like, yeah, you can do that. I've got really dodgy knees as well. Oh, God. Um, so the bottom line is I am doing the Great North Run in now eight weeks. And I have accomplished one run on the treadmill, which I did a FaceTime. I know. I know you did this (laughs) run because I called you not knowing you were doing this run and got the shock of my life. I was like, you're running. What are you doing? And so we had a FaceTime conversation with you trying to run do your first training run for the Great North Run. And I basically took the piss out of you on FaceTime. Yeah, and so, commented on your boobs. So um, my hair, my boobs. <laughs> yeah, I did. I commented. So, but it cheered me up no end because I was probably feeling a bit shit. And I phoned you up, and you're running on a treadmill. So I kind of thought, wow, doing better than Katie worse. right about now. <laughs> <laughs> so we also have somebody else who has yes. We've got Akia Preventing who has nominated herself <laughs> for Wanker of the Week. Um, because um, she was painting some cross-country jumps and basically painted her eyes with creosote, which... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's got a sting, Ray. That's got a sting. Yeah. Is that up there with putting your leg over an electric fence and getting a zap on the fairy? I mean, yeah, both are going <laughs> to smart a bit. I actually have it in a creosote story. I used to be a groom for the mounted police and they got ringworm and so the whole yard was put well, in the, quarantine oh the horses or yeah. the people <laughs> well the horses. the horses so the whole yard was put in quarantine everything was being like verconed to within an inch of its yeah. life and we also repainted all the fences with creosote and i didn't realize but had splashed it all over my face like dots of it and then i was in the sun so it basically like sizzled spots on my face so the next day, I realised obviously what happened that night. I went in the next day and they all thought I'd got ringworm. So they were all like, <laughs> it's catching. We're all going to be out like, covered in oh it. Oh my and gosh. And I had to say, no, I've just creosoted myself. Just creosoted myself. Creosote is a risky business. 
I don't think I used it very often. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend I'd, it. Bloody, I'm, I don't think I, I'd be safe with it, would I, no. to be honest? No, I can't even go over an electric story. fence or get my kids to school. I can't do many things that many adults can. So the chance of me having a chemical that I could burn myself with, probably best I don't touch it. So um, I hope actually her preventing is okay and not blind. There's <laughs> us laughing about it. <laughs> no, I yeah. hope she's okay. We love that you sent it in because it makes us yeah. feel better. We need other people does. to make us feel better. We we, 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 please do. I'm feeling very badly at adulting. So it'd be really nice if we got a couple more. If you've done something stupid, I mean, loads of people have been out competing. I cannot believe that somebody out there hasn't been out competing and made a complete dick of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> or tried to set, bribe their child to go to school in their school uniform or signed up for a half marathon um, accidentally completely unprepared it's gonna be I'm such like, a fail i could be like your i could be like your coach for your training so every time you do a training run i should just like facetime you and shout abuse at you that'd this be really motivating not, this is not in keeping with the rest of the podcast we're supposed to you being an american <laughs> triathlete for god's sake you're supposed to be like you go girl you go get that i did a bit <laughs> once i'd got over the shock of seeing you on the treadmill it, it was a bit of a shock but yeah I, I could maybe motivate you i think think you are wanker of the week this week for just an, because that is a I, lot I, of like, fails in a day in a day it was in the first hour well yeah even worse <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my god and i think creosote is clearly a precarious business yeah so she has yeah, my well, sympathy poor at, at gia preventing is it wasn't her fault no yeah good a gin and tonic for her not for you because you're an athlete in training this is true of your wanker of the week so you can have like maybe a protein shake or something like that to help you recover <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take the, the rank of the week Philly. Yay, I've won something. <laughs> all right, so that is all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for listening. And we are going to try and release a bonus episode um, maybe next week. So look out for that. And until then, goodbye. See you later.